0: Yeah, I'm uh, Bob. I'm uh, the co-founder of Manus VR, and uh, this is Stein. I'm the uh, lead designer for Manus VR.
1: Awesome. Yeah, it's great to finally meet you guys.
2: Yeah, I, I heard about you guys' product last year or so. I think Sebastian had actually heard about you guys since pretty much right when you guys started, I think, right?
1: Something like that? Yeah, I think that. it was some some initial press release that you guys had that I saw, so I've been kind of following it for a while. Saw your TEDx talk okay. as well, which was very good.
2: That's, that's actually a pretty good leeway. Um, the TED talk was sort of about you know, what do you do? Um, so maybe if you guys wanna just go into sort of your backgrounds, what you guys are doing at Manus, and um, the roadmap that's led you, you know, from when you started to here, essentially.
0: Uh,
3: yeah, so I'm I'm the lead designer for Manus, um, which is basically means that I'm the head of the design department. So we do the physical prototyping, um, making the product manufacturable, uh, Working closely together with the engineering department on uh, on yeah basically developing the product and, and turning it into a real thing.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, well. What I did so I have a background in communications and um, I started the ID uh, with two other friends with uh, my co-founder Stefan and Tim. It was I've been busy for let's see the beginning of 2014, and uh, we teamed up uh, mid 2014. And um, Stein got asked. Uh, we did. Uh, we got into an accelerator program. Uh, I asked Stein to join us as well. It's a really interesting story on how that uh, on how the effort <laughs> went. <laughs> he was standing behind the bar of the student fraternity, and uh, I was like, "Hey, somebody told me that you're a good designer. Want to join us?" Son? <laughs> I basically wrote my my email address on a on a beer
3: coaster. <laughs> with
1: the- Hey, is, was yeah, that, was but so, so,
3: so I basically joined after I had just graduated from industrial design at the okay. University of Technology in, in Eindhoven. Um so it was really like a really good opportunity right away to, to kind of get get working in an interesting new uh field with a lot of design challenges and uh, yeah, innovative stuff happening.
2: And what was the the ecosystem of, of virtual reality around sort of the net Netherlands and Europe at the time when you guys were first starting? Was it a popular thing already? Or did you have to sort of spearhead this movement, essentially?
0: That's, well, we already had... Um, uh, Dan Kip was already... He's now uh, with VR Base uh, Amsterdam. And um, what we did actually... So I actually started doing this because everybody went uh, went mad when... Bommelucky made the first Oculus, yeah. and what we saw is that everybody started making like other headsets, treadmills, but no one was doing something actually for the hands. Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck it!" I always wanted to do something with a company, and um, we actually just mm-hmm. did. Uh, Tim made the first prototype, and after that, um, we started showcasing the the prototype. Um, I, we went to one of the early VR meetups um, of from Dan Kip. It was really, um, really cool to see people already working with it and how it started getting off. But everybody was like, oh, this is something really good for the hands. And from there on, yeah, we got into an accelerator program and that really kick-started our uh, company. Um, we got on investment one week after the um, program ended. And then we're talking now about, a- yeah, April 2015. Was, yeah,
3: about two and a half years ago. Yeah. Uh, and Yeah
0: and we went to the E3 right away to showcase. Um, the whole team had to make, when we went out of the program, we had a prototype that some of the engineers don't want to talk about anymore, but we, <laughs> had, uh, we made a lot of changes since then, and we showcased it at E3, and for us it was like planting the flag, like we are managed VR, and here we are. Yeah. But the, the system was, was really small. There, the, there weren't a lot of companies in the Netherlands,
3: or in the world even, doing VR things. And th- th- there wasn't even, I think back then, anything like hand motion track controllers for the Oculus, like the Touch and the and the Vive controllers. So that was a... We, we, we kind of had to sell not just the product, but like the whole... Promise. every The whole ecosystem around it, because yeah. it wasn't very much in focus, and that's really changed over the past two
0: years. It's very, it's, very clearly changed. It's the decade that we're still talking about, the DK1. Uh, sorry, it's, it's everybody, because... Because that Kickstarter went viral and it it raised so much money, a lot of people started going into VR because it it started off the next movement of VR. We all know that VR has been around since uh, a long time. It's been actually since the 2000, but if we're looking at the year 2000 till 2012, we see that the systems and the headsets, all the gloves, it's already there, but headsets were like $50,000 or $10,000 and it's not anything near commercial use. And with the the Oculus Rift um, campaign, it really went. uh, But what you see is that a lot of other companies were actually already uh, working behind the scenes. You see, if you look, if you go back really long, you see that in 2012, that Valve and HTC actually were already teaming up to start working uh, on the design in secret. And uh, you see that Sony the same. So it's while the Oculus was the first to go public, there were already a lot of companies working behind the scenes.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, you guys, uh, your your story is very you know it kind of resonates with uh, me a lot because it's kind of the path is very similar I think to a lot of companies that we've had and also our company as well. Like we, uh, you know, we started around the same time around 2014. We had the same problem you guys are talking about, which is like like, okay, headsets are just barely out even, you know, like there's just the DK1. It doesn't even have positional tracking, you know? So we have to create, there's no controllers at all. There's no ecosystem for this. How do we build that? And, you know, it's good to see that there are a lot of other hardware companies that have experienced that same sort of timeline and that same sort of challenge because we're like, that's what we spent a long time figuring out, it's like, okay, we kind of have to build an industry here. Like you have to build a, a market. What do, how do we do that?
0: Yeah, and the problem with the market is what you see as well is um, everybody was saying like uh, consumer VR is going to hit in 2016. Yeah. And uh, when it didn't hit, a lot of people were becoming more skeptical, and a lot of people were like, yes, it's actually going to be there. At this point, I'm, to some others, I'm being very optimistic. I'm saying it's going to take at least two, three more years for consumer VR is actually there. For us, what we notice is that the consumer market, because the hardware still, it's still too expensive. We can uh, discuss it for a long time, but um, the the video cards are still, uh, they're getting better. But still, if you have to buy a system of about 2004 PC, then you have to buy the headset, the games, and the, the gloves, everything becomes still too expensive. And what we noticed is that we've been receiving a lot of requests from business to business. So, a lot of business opportunities for us, like um, for industrial use, uh, in the automotive, uh, um, but like NASA is also starting to work with it, we see a lot of universities. So for us, what we it was really hard to make that pivot, at least to the consumers, because like, but we wanted to have your glass. And for us, it's going to be there eventually, but when the market is going to be ready.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think you guys hit the nail on the head completely. We had we'd spent all of our history, you know, being a consumer controller company, and then we realized that, like, yeah, 2016 is not going to be the year, and 2017 even isn't not going to be the year. and It's going to take some time for that consumer market to grow, and we've done the exact same thing, you know, pivoting more with B2B, arcades, that sort of thing, because, you know, you're 100% right. We got to make sure that the the industry is mature enough to actually be able to release a mass market product like that.
3: And I, th- I think a lot of a lot of companies like ours are starting to realize that. I think yeah. in my view, VR as a whole kind of had a false start in a way yeah. with mm-hmm. this with Kickstarter, uh, which is kind of like the result of a, of a platform like Kickstarter, right? It's it's very consumer oriented, but normally it's not, not really the way technology is supposed to work. It's supposed to kind of trickle down, you know, from, from, from big institutions, military and medical institutions with large budgets to spend... Yeah businesses with you know they need to get some return on investment but they also don't really care about the difference between a two thousand and a five hundred dollar video card
2: Right.
3: and you know it's because that kind of f- funds the industry itself it, it it gets cheaper and naturally kind of trickles down to the consumer
0: which what what's, there is consumer fear at this moment what's really consumer fear is PlayStation VR yeah. because with PlayStation it's its, its own ecosystem it's really interesting, saw an article that PlayStation said it's, there's not going to be a PlayStation 5 in the near future. With the new PlayStation 4 uh, coming out, with the new Xbox One coming out, you see that they improve their hardware so it can actually uh, support the PlayStation VR, which is really interesting, because. but systems like PlayStation already have their own, um, they have this complete environment, they have this ecosystem of developers that they can pull in yeah, if Sony wants and to say like, okay, these are our developers who are already working with us and are pretty much PlayStation only. So um, do you want to make this game? You see that um, with Resident Evil 7, it was a huge success and it went really well. And uh, But it's really interesting to see back how they promoted it and how much time it took for them to actually develop the game. Because they did like a teaser during the E3. I think it was 2000. 15 and they did like a promo and only the room and people were like, they filmed the people their reaction and that was needed for Sony to actually, okay, apparently we have something here and it took them really long and it almost didn't happen and eventually they had the game and it was a huge success but the problem what Sony doesn't have as a problem is that they have uh, their own system, people who are buying a PlayStation will still buy the new one Buy the games, and the interesting thing is it's either with VR support or non-VR, so you have the yes or no, you can still choose, but with the VR game, if you make a VR game like for the Oculus or the HEC, the person will really need the headset, and you cannot play it pretty much without. And that's where it gets a bit tricky, because yeah. the environment itself is quite hard already.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think the other big thing that PSVR has is that, like, you, like you were saying, people have kind of a brand loyalty where, like, you know, or uh, same thing of Xbox. You know, when they go into the, the market, it's like, you know, I had the Xbox, then I bought the Xbox 360. You know, then I, you know, I get the Xbox One just be, for the sake that it's the new one that's coming out in that brand that I've come to. So it's a lot easier to get those, you know, millions of people that they have. Whereas, like, with Vi- there's the headset, but that's just one, the one component, right? You got to buy this computer and. You know, people have some sort of brand loyalty to computer, but really, for the most part, people are doing VR, building their computers from scratch, right? So it's kind of like, how do you get that whole ecosystem to to um, line up? And I think PSVR is doing it really well. I think yeah. You're right.
0: Yeah, and I think I think it's more going to be an, an hardware issue because at some point, the the you need to have games that can run on all the video cards, like that you don't have to buy the latest video card for let's say six hundred dollars and that you can buy one, that one works with a $200 video card instead of having to keep updating your video card to actually be able to play that game. And then you get a niche market. Yeah. And you see that like a lot of the developers with the E3, a lot there was a lot of VR going on with Bethesda going really big with VR. Yeah. And it's really good for the business, it's really good for the consumer market. But you still have the issue of the PC. and. Until they can fix that hardware issue that everything is stable and that it's at an affordable price, then it will be an issue. But yeah, if you look but even if we look at, like the, the prices, they said every year the HMDs are going to be down by a hundred dollars. Each year it's going down by a hundred. It's not possible at this moment because they still need to have that return on investment. Yeah, right. It's still ready.
1: You know, I think that's one of the big things of the, about the console guys is that they have always essentially taken a loss on their hardware, and and yeah. recouped all that money through through their games and and the deals that they have through that sort of licensing. And it's, you know, is Oculus, is Vive, are these are these computer manufacturers really in a position to do that?
2: And yeah,
3: the- I, th- I think right right now the the sort of interesting things that are happening with vr are not really related to, to gaming in in my opinion yeah. I, I think that is something that the outside world and when i mean the outside world like people who are kind of looking at vr from a from a distance are very much focused on you it's usually the first thing that i hear when people when i talk to people about the about the glove like what kind what kinds of games can you play with it but i think that that it's a lot bigger than that. I think that what's happening right now, where where there's companies that are not uh, interested in it because they have uh, and because they think it's a new cool innovation, or they're not uh, interested in it um, because they just have to keep up with trends. Be- but because it's very simply, it makes things that they do right now cheaper. Right. It makes it makes you know designing things in VR, prototyping them in some cases is cheaper than doing it physically, okay that's a really simple decision to make for a company, we'll, we'll put in the technology. And those kinds of really like basic like budgetary business decisions I think are much more powerful than even than, than, than really cool games because that really shows um, like value in the most literal sense of the word of the technology and I think that value is right now what Definitely, we are focused on it at at Menace, That we try to um, use that real, like, right current, right now value of VR to um, build something or prepare something that'll become a consumer product later. But a consumer product that we don't even know how to predict because, you know, we we're just gonna have to basically stay stay as adaptive as as possible, but um, make sure that what we are focused on is the are the applications that are the most valuable right now, and those are really fascinating. The, they are, um, but they are a little bit dry for the for the average person. But right. they're they're designing cars and optimizing wind turbines and uh, you know having
0: having uh, conference calls and those kinds of yeah, things. Yeah, but you also have a different issue. A lot of a lot of companies don't really understand the value of your yet. What you yeah. see is a lot of companies who missed out on the mobile phone um, bus um, a lot of companies, like a long time, when the smartphone came, a lot of companies were like, "Yeah, this is not going to be anything," and a lot of companies missed out on that. And they have the same thing now with VR. So what we see is that companies are like buying a headset, they are hiring Unity developers, <laughs> but they don't know why. They they are like, "Yeah, we have to have this in house," and there it stops because they don't know. And that's what Stein says. Is it's really interesting to see with the clients who we are working now with the when those projects go live and that people actually can see it it's like oh so this is what it does vr is still seeing is believing if you haven't seen anything if you don't know what vr is and never had that headset on you're like but how what does it look like so you really need to give someone like the gloves put on the headset and they're like oh wow and that's the instant reaction we get from people who've never done vr And then they start to see what you can do with it. And then they're like, oh, but I can train my personnel with this. So I can train my engineers. I can use this environment to prototype, to uh, do training courses. Um, I can do, as Stein said, also, uh, I can do other meetings in VR. Yeah, And and that
3: leaves you with very interesting data as well, because basically all of those VR systems are really designed to capture as much motion data of the user as possible and that motion data is is very new and unique we we have a lot of data about how what people's kind of digital behavior is but not a whole lot about what people's physical behavior is like and in very controlled environments like um... you want to assemble a product you or you want to do surgery you might want to know what the most efficient set of movements or most uh... the set of movements at least to the highest level of safety are but, uh... When that technology progresses, you could easily seeing it go in a direction where uh, getting movement data from everybody becomes a standard, and you can read a lot of emotion from from people's movement data, and uh, you can do a lot of a lot more kind of psychological things with that that are also um, very interesting, and in some cases a little dystopian even. But uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's
0: just let's just keep faith yeah. in the human and do it part of the humanity. But what's really interesting, like what I said, the data, data is everything. Let's use baseball as an example. You can actually, what is what is going to be the best practice? If somebody takes a swing, the way his stance is, is that actually the correct stance? Is he is he perform? Is he throwing the ball in the right way? If he wants to yeah. do a new technique, that's with all those movements you can capture that and you can look at it and you can say, if, look, if you hold your arm like this. You have to do it a bit lower, you have yeah. to hold hands like that, and all the data you can use. And you can do that, you can apply statistics
3: to that, so you, you can get a thousand of the best baseball players in the world to uh, to hit a ball.
0: I and say, which is best Do practice. like
3: a physics calculation on which way the ball goes and how fast it goes, and kind of create the perfect set of movements. I don't know a lot about baseball, maybe maybe people <laughs> might think that to be a, a bad example, but there's certainly a lot of use cases where that is the case, where having, when you have really large groups of people performing a lot of movements and reacting to, to, to a digital environment, you can start to interpret really interesting interesting things yeah. about you and
2: from that. I think you bring up an interesting point about, you know, obviously gamers are the early adopters here, and so we're trying to break through that funnel of the gaming industry to go towards these more, um, I don't know, having a, a more diverse range of experiences and, and capturing data from that. Um, I mean, my background is in the music industry, and as a musician, so you know when I see like, say, the Man's VR glove or other things like that, I immediately, you know, my first thought isn't games; it's like, you know, how can I create art with this, or how can I experience art with this? Yeah. Um, and so that's yes. what I think is a really cool application for your guys' product, but also just virtual reality in general. Um, so yeah. Yeah,
3: it's it. Yeah, I've I've been thinking about this for a long time about how like. VR can be can be a creative tool, basically, and um, what those what those interfaces would look like, yeah. uh, you know, because we've we've theorized with people at conventions about things like you mentioned about music production studios, really big mixing panels, really expensive equipment. But what, what if you could do that virtually and make it accessible to anyone? And then you 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 can start to see a kind of next wave of what the internet did, and what what, what uh, Logic Pro and Fruity Loops and Ableton right. and those those kinds of programs did for, for music production, and you know it it filled up SoundCloud with all kinds of creative uh, uh, projects, and there you know you you might start to get a next a kind of next level in that where where people get access to even more sophisticated tools for free or for, for a very low price that would have cost uh, 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 thousands of, of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars before and especially when you add the internet to the mix there if 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 you find out a way to properly browse a kind of vr version of the internet on top of that then you're you're, you're going to see a really probably a really cool explosion of, of of things happening on on the on the virtual reality Version of the internet with all of those kinds of tools and and uh, yeah, image editing and 360 videos and music.
1: Right.
3: I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah,
1: I think that virtual reality yeah. is really cool. Just like the analogy of the internet is pretty good because um, you know I think slowly there are companies like your company or our company or those who are working on music or whatever you know in VR that are um, slowly using virtual reality to um, change these individual industries. And eventually, you know, there'll be the killer apps and things like that, but people will, before even a lot of people realize that virtual reality will have changed the way that we all live in the way that the internet kind of did before people even realized, and then applications like Facebook come out, came out. So that's what I'm pretty excited for.
0: Yeah, but what I really find interesting as well, so um, consumer VR is going to take a while, but you see a lot of VR arcades coming up, and that is really good, because in the meantime, before actually the consumer will be able to, because the systems are too expensive, but the VR arcade offers multiple experiences, has different games that you can try out. The ins- what I was actually before the talk, uh, before we started, um, I was discussing with Stan, your um, gun is really good for arcades like Time Crisis uh, types mm-hmm. of games. I would love to play in those kinds of games because um, I really like those arcades. And it's really cool can be like, like uh, time crisis gear with gun and in VR because normally you just look at a big screen, but if I'm really there, it, it makes it a lot of interesting.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so this is probably a really good segue, I guess, into um, future applications for you guys.
3: Well, um, right, right now we're work, working on making the glove available. Uh, that's a, that's a, the, the main challenge that, yeah. that we're focused on. Because we, we, we have we a long list of of companies that have have either pre-ordered or indicated interest in one user and kind of want to serve people. In time, we're thinking about the next version and um, reacting to the market. We 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 try to stay very very nimble about it. So. Um, we cannot honestly predict uh, accurately what the VR market is going to do. I think I think uh, nobody really can uh, at this point. So we, uh, uh, yeah, our, our plans basically consist of keeping a really close eye on on the the, the current users that we have and uh, maintaining a good good relationship with them, getting as much feedback as we can, and then iterating upon the product and and providing software tools to, to, to make it easier to integrate to uh, kind of yeah make the whole process of imp- applying some sort of arm hand presence virtual reality in the processes of your company in any way easier. So yeah that's, that's
0: so the big goal for, for, from, from the sales side so we, we did we um, started uh, accepting paid pre-orders in March. And since then, we see that a lot of, uh, of the clients are actually placing an order, even while the product is not uh, available yet. We still see that a lot of people are buying it. But as I said, we see a lot of our customers actually come from uh, business to businesses and enterprise solutions who are looking in to integrate it in existing projects and actually make sure that, like for the automotive, they want to have quicker prototyping, new designing. Um you see that a lot of companies want multiplayer like being able to have um, m- multiple people at the same time using our gloves. And it's really interesting. I do believe that uh, the business the business is going to grow even faster. and with with the consumer market, it really depends on quantity because we really need more systems. We really need more hardware that is available cheaper, like the video cards, like the CPU, everything needs to be, uh, needs to be more available and for a price that people will actually be willing to pay because we see that a lot of early adopters are paying those prices and are willing to do and it's really good because that's what we need but for the mass consumer market to actually embrace it, it's it's going to take a while and uh, I really hope that it's going to take a lot sooner but we'll have to see about that uh, but the interesting thing with business to business and enterprise solutions is that for us, um, there's, there were, we are not the first glove to do this, but what we see now is that um, the people who were always making gloves, they were like sitting on the lawns like, we don't need to do anything anymore, we are the only one, you have to pay 10000 for a glove to actually start using it. And we are disrupting that market because um, we see that a lot of the customers we've we're actually going to big clients now, where we are sitting at the table, at the same table with a different uh, produ- glove producer, and at the end of the day, they are placing an order with us. Yeah. So we see that companies who are already there were actually taking away their market, and people are actually placing bigger orders with us. Um, and it's really interesting to see that. And uh, it's re- as I said, it's really important that the hardware becomes more available, and business-to-business business solutions, you see that instead of having to pay 10,000 for a single glove, you can get now get it for 1,000 euros. Instead of having to pay 50,000 dollars for a headset, you can now buy the business edition from the HC for 1,200. And we even see a lot more new systems coming out with Microsoft is, is now bringing out their new one as well. You see, there are a lot more headsets coming out using the technology of Valve, which is also really interesting.
2: Yeah, I think that's definitely been our experience, so, yeah. too, with sort of uh, the enterprise market growing much, you know, more rapidly than the consumer market. Um, I saw that thing that you guys had the experience with NASA, you guys worked with them. So, and that's generally been our experience with like B2B contracts and things like that. In a lot of ways, they end up being, uh, you know, the lifeblood of, of some of these VR startups that are trying to uh, eventually reach mass consumers, but have to sort of one make ends meet, but also be able to uh, develop their technology and their products in like a, a really robust way.
1: Yeah, it's uh, the way I look at it. Is it's a lot easier to convince one guy to write you a check than to convince a million people to write, you know, to buy your uh, object, and that's what we're experiencing. Is uh, just based on how the market is right now. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
3: consumers are also a lot more picky. They want the yeah. cheapest, best. Thing, um and companies they have engineers and you know p- people who make things like 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 vr and they kind of understand like okay i have to i have to try a little to make this work it's yeah. the first first you know we can but we can work with this because it, it makes our our project better and we're it's kind of more there's a less adversarial relationship because it almost feels like that sometimes you know yeah. between consumers and and people and, and who will make products consumers are really demanding and they, they want to be good, and the companies that we work with so far have been more collaborative. Like we'll get some people from our side over there to help installing it and get some feedback. We will, uh, you know, we, we stay in close communication, and that's a really good environment to 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 work, especially when you're making things that are very new and and unclear for both parties to kind of have this uh, uh, collaborative starting point with you know at the at the horizon somewhere a consumer market and everything is really robust and cool but we are very much focused on the now at the moment on on the enterprise market and then it, more specifically the high end of that market the the the, the, the people that have the kind of the internal expertise there that are are very very, uh, very keen on adopting a kind of yeah, new technology early, and then we hope to make it more and more accessible as time goes on.
0: We see a lot of our clients, as as Stein said, with the willingness, because they know. Um, as it, what's really interesting, because, as I said, the gloves who've been around for a long time, the, the clients who we are working now with, they're like, yeah, you are a lot better, you can do a lot more than them and they are willing to have an open discussion with us, like where we can improve, what are their needs, and through that, we can actually bring more. And as what's really interesting is when, when the big clients are actually using our product, we see, as I said, it tickles down and you see a lot more people uh, buying it as well because, oh, if they're using it, we must as well. And um, then you get a kind of something like the fear of missing out because, oh, if this big company is working on this type of technology, we should actually do that as well because there's a lot of competition within those companies and if they see what the competition is doing with the glass, that helps us a lot as well. And it, uh, also it's not just fear of missing out, it's more like
3: the other way around, almost like courage for of integrating it, uh, right. actually you know, de- taking, you know, getting the sort of courage to take the
0: step to to get something new in, people have to kind of Take, take the lead, uh, and then. Uh, in my opinion, I don't think that they see it as that because over the, over the years, I truly believe that we have proven that our technology works, and it's over the years, like working with our partners like NASA, that has helped us a lot in the trust. And so, for a lot of companies, in my, this is yeah, my opinion, yeah. as I see it, is that it's not based on the oh, let's see how this works. People believe they've seen it and we have it working. Yes, but I was more referring to to VR in general. Basically, your
3: your company and you're looking at, okay, how are we going to use VR in our company to make our work more efficient in some way? Uh, And that's, you know, that's a kind of daunting thing to do, especially if you have no expertise there and if you see other companies kind of, Doing it successfully, yeah. then then we hope that that kind of kind of works in our favor in the long run.
0: But the issue is still that a lot of companies are not showing the projects on what they're actually doing. A lot of the clients that we that we have are not really showing what they have. They either wait to like a big event, and then for most of them, it's like, ah oh, crap, we're late. So how are we going to catch up on this? <laughs> but it's really, uh, uh, it's 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 really good to see that. Companies tend to adopt really fast, and, and when they actually find out what you can do, it's when the light goes on, like, ah, now I understand, and then they start working with it.
2: Yeah, yeah definitely. And we're obviously big fans of you guys. We've been following you for a while. Um, maybe we can just end off, and we're all sort of pressed for time, um, but maybe telling our listeners where they can find you, um, and yeah. Any, any
0: it, uh, you can go to our, ma- our website MenaceVR It's uh, Menace, uh dash well,
3: uh
0: hyphen? Yeah. Hyphen, hyphen VR. Always Menas hyphen Or just type in Menace vr in Google, yeah. and uh, we're always on the top. Awesome. And uh, uh, we uh, we have uh, Facebook pre-orders
3: page. open at the moment, so so we're 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 selling uh, we're selling development kits right now. Okay. Uh, they 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 go for. Uh, uh, a thousand per, per pair. You can you you can buy them,
0: and um, with various other pieces of software. Uh, and um, yeah, yeah we, we have a Unity and Unreal plugin which which offers the complete hands and arm models. And we have a motion capture motion builder uh, license for mocap. And we also offer for companies like a one-year technical support, which offers 25 hours of real dedicated support. And with that uh, shipment, the next shipment is scheduled uh, for the week of July 24th. So next month, every, everybody who's ordering now will get their order then. So then it's going to get shipped. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we have a Facebook page. Um, just uh, look up us look us up on Manisfier. Uh We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. So just type in VR and you'll find us.